0: Count us off, bro. Three, two,
1: one. My
0: brother, Brandon, he's got depression.
1: This is a podcast about why he... My brother, Carson, on bass guitar, and he is a funny guy. Carson! Carson! Unmissing
0: person happened to my bro. Unmissing person... That's, That's the name of
1: our show. <coughs> Hello, and welcome to another episode of Radio Brando man. I'm Brendan Creasy,
0: and I'm Carson Crashley. We are we are we're brothers.
1: I think they learned that in the song.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. Cool. Now 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 they know no, not double negative no. We get it.
1: Are we gonna come up with a new song after this?
0: I guess so, because this is chapter ten of ten. Chapter ten. And chapter ten is
1: There is no Dana only Zoloft. <laughs> come on, bro, do the
0: Do the voice. Do There is no Dana
1: only Zoloft. <laughs> that was like Yoda. <laughs> I'm
0: gonna give it a try. Uh, we're, we're 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 doing
1: there is no Dana. <laughs> I can't
0: That's not Yoda, dude. That was, that was even more Miss Piggy. <laughs> which is Frank Oz. From Ghostbusters. We're doing, but instead of Zool, it's Soloft. Um, there is no Dana. Only Zool.
1: This <laughs> is like an old man or something.
0: Oh, well, that's right. Because it, it, it is Sigourney Weaver. It's hard to do. It's
1: like a demon. It's like a. Uh, not, there is no Dana. That's it. Only swall That's it. That's really good. It's okay, like
0: Okay, not sustainable
1: but Doctor Claw. It. Oh yeah. It's like the same voice. But anyway Or the black scorpion from WCW.
0: We can't WCW, there you go. We can't jump in right away until we recap chapter nine. Spring break Fresno. Spring
1: break Fresno. In one sentence. Go for it. You and our good friend Judd RIP RIP. uh, busted me out of a mental health facility or a sanitarium for missionaries. Yes, we did. And we had a good time. Go check out Dead Kid Syntax.
0: Find him. The music's out there.
1: Yeah, it's out there. I've listened to it on occasion. He's got some, I think he's got some YouTube videos. Yeah.
0: Dead Kid Syntax, who went by that while he was living and now he's, he's he's a dead dead kid shout out to self-fulfilling prophecies I love that guy well here we
1: are chapter 10 I do remember Judd had all his like hair products and hair oh, stuff oh yeah
0: he was way into the he, he, he knew a, how to he had
1: multiple irons knew how to
0: use a flat iron ceramic cordless you name it he had it
1: he was way into the hair
0: Way into it.
1: Sorry, I interrupted.
0: You interrupted your own podcast? How dare you? We were just uh, jumping into Chapter 10. This is it. It's kind of a, it's a, it's a... What is this, a clip show?
1: I guess. This is kind just of a recap? A, well, we're just going over what we learned. and what. Where did
0: we start? Walk us through. Where did we start on this podcast?
1: We started, I was missing and living in my car. That's right. Contemplate Contemplating
0: suicide. So that was the home is where the Prius
1: is. Yeah, part one, and then we walked back. Walked back to where the walk back things started.
0: Sorry, we did some time traveling back to your uh, no fear jacket wearing days in middle school.
1: Yeah. And Then we talked about the ride, and then we went. We went back and forth. We were leaping you know, all over.
0: Depressions the place. like those ghosts at the end of the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland. You know, once you dance with them, you know they're they're kind of with you.
1: They follow you home.
0: So yeah, they followed. They followed you from middle school life. We talked about high school days. Talked about the millennium, but we also talked earlier about just hijinks.
1: Yeah. We had a lot of good times.
0: That's the thing; is it's not it doesn't have to be depression. Looks and doesn't appear to be necessarily. You know, you know what, well, well, how it's represented. You know,
1: just people being sad in a dark room and or curled up in bed. I mean, that's part of it. That
0: that that is what it looks like on some days.
1: But other times, everything's great. And that's where things... I mean, look at right now. I mean, we have a new president. Spoiler alert. And I'm happy about that. And
0: Well, I mean, over, it's not official it's yet. It's not
1: official yet, but I mean, whatever. Come on. Come on. Whatever, whatever.
0: Don't be a jerk.
1: Um, We'll see what happens. But uh, I'm just really happy about that because it's been... These last four years have been kind of hellish when it comes to, like, wondering are my rights gonna get taken away more, you know? And I mean, yeah, I mean, as as
0: you know, LGBTQ T person, right? I yeah. mean, that's like, right.
1: That's like when I hear all these people right now. They're like, oh, now we can go back to not caring about politics. It's like how lucky for you, like or like oh we can all get along and like oh it doesn't matter they're both the same like fuck you i'm sorry you know that you bring up a great point about that is i remember
0: um going you know going to college in the bay area and you know going to like the San Francisco Pride parade and like the early 2000s for the first time you know as an ally and well you know I was in college at Berkeley you know just check everything out you know yeah. check everything out Um, and I remember being there and being like, this is great. There's like a lot of, you know, public drinking and it's like, feels great and it feels like a safe space and you did not everyone's drinking. And, but then I remember like, you know, there's like a stage and I remember, you know, some of the speakers were like, Hey, it was been a great year. And like gay marriage had been like, you know, legalized in some States, but they also made a specific and, you know, pointed effort to point out like, we got, we got shit to take care of though. And I remember being like, well, come on, this is a party. But it's like, no, you you can. That's a part of, you know, fighting for social justice is, you know, if you go back to just brunch, you know, it's it's not going to happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, I remember the same year Obama won Prop 8 passed in California, which was a huge, horrible thing.
0: Like we were celebrating, but that was death. Yeah, like how did that? And then you hear about you know all all the you know, yeah. It was like <sighs> out of states, out of state funding sources to support Prop Eight. It's just crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, so there's always. I mean, you know, then,
1: there's still deeply seated resentments from that shit. Like businesses that went under because of Prop Eight, and people stopped eating in alberger Yeah.
0: Um, and I did too um, Mainly because I moved to Oregon But now they're moving up here So I'll have a um, Take a stand I guess Yeah
1: uh, I liken it out <laughs> Too much man.
0: Too much Your, your uh, allyship only goes so far Everyone's does I don't need Until Chick-fil-A. you give your life did I ever tell you about the workaround I did to get Chick Fil A one time? <laughs> this is, this I
1: is. Be- I ate it once because it was delivered was to our. It was delivered to our work for free. Yeah, I didn't pay for it. One
0: time I did it on a per diem, <laughs> and then I was like, "Well, whatever." And then I thought about it for years, and I was like, "Oh, the CEO died," or and I was like, "But they still are still making donations." And then I do comedy characters I was like alright so I'm working on this woke Gallagher bit Where I'm Gallagher but I'm woke I'm, I smash fruit and the patriarchy It's a great bit Why aren't you laughing right now <laughs> um, And I was like Oh and I can like, I can, like uh, Pull out because he's a prop comic I can pull out like a Chick-fil-A And sandwich and smash it um, so, I was like, so I was like Well I better go to Chick-fil-A <laughs> So I can get props and I I could have just asked for I mean, they're a good Christian business, they probably would have just given me boxes. But I, I bought some Chick-fil-A sandwiches for my art to destroy it. Oh man. And I did. Enjoy that chicken and smash it <laughs> at a bar in Vancouver, Washington. For the pleasure of eh, six. No, that was an audience member wanted to buy me a drink night. That's how you know you did good. Or or bad. Maybe they bought you one out of pity, but um, I'll take it. Will Gallagher smashed that night.
1: So you got a free drink out of it. That's good.
0: And I got to eat Chick-fil-A. Haven't since then. Hmm. Um, Yeah. Now that we've lost half our audience...
1: No, I, I it was for my art. Not just saying talking about all this in general. I think turns some people off. Well, you got to do the podcast, you you know. Hey man, it made me happy that um, Trump's gone, and that I'm happy about the future of our country. So that was a positive this week, and um, I think like the meds are going well. So I'm on Zoloft, so there you go.
0: That's why we did it. I knew there was a reason. How's the Zoloft treating you? Because well, when we
1: started this podcast, this time, it hadn't even kicked in, right? This time, I'm taking it with... Uh, it's a drug called the Abilify. It's a antipsychotic. We're not a
0: sponsor, and we don't... Unlike the president who owns a stake in the treatment for COVID-19 he received, <laughs> that's a fact. It was reported, I believe, in the USA Today. Look it up. Um we don't have a stake in either of these I wish farms. I did,
1: because this shit I mean, like, Abilify is $800 a bottle, man.
0: Yeah, that was a problem. Well, this brings us to, uh, you know, kind of the, the loose format for our clip show is you know, three things we learned about, you know, one of the things we learned uh, is uh, drugs be ex- drugs are expensive. Yeah. Drugs cost a lot of money. Yeah, thankfully, get on that
1: OHP health plan. And they can't be shipped across state lines? I don't... They can't be prescribed by an out-of-state doctor or from another state because they have to be licensed
0: state by state. We learned it's complicated, but we also learned that there are services there that will do that mental labor for you.
1: Yeah. There's always help when you need it. And help
0: doesn't mean like, oh, I got to do these forms. Um, They give me just these forms make my anxiety worse. There are people that will help you. Yeah. Did I help you fill out any forms? No, I didn't even need to be that kind. But we've helped, I helped you find.
1: You found the clinic that they filled out the forms for me online and did it all for me over the phone.
0: And I found that clinic, I believe, by posting a question. To the Portland comedians Facebook group, so that's an, that's that big thing I learned. That's my was well, the number one thing I learned was uh, <laughs> community over police, <laughs> because the Facebook community, your virtual community, not just not just Zuckerberg, but that presence when you were on that ledge, my friend. You know, we talked about how you were getting messages and seeing that. Family was worrying, close friends, and then the circle got wider. Can I talk about that?
1: Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, like I was seeing like hundreds, like a like a, like a hundred people. Like there's just a wall of my picture on Facebook with Comic Sans. <laughs> yeah, font. Like if I go far enough back on my timeline, that's all it's there. And then there's that's not that's just the people that tagged me. A lot of people didn't tag me, but, like, I saw, like, people were just posting, and, like, wrestlers were posting it, and...
0: Is it fair to say that comic Sanskrit saved your life? I mean, possibly.
1: Definitely, I was like, what the hell, Carson? (laughs) But it made you realize that
0: your brother cared about you. but still had a sense of humor about it yeah I was trying to make you smile in your Prius every time I think about it I think of Tom Green You remember his ver- my bum is on the Swedish <laughs> I even, we even talked about this but I was like my brother's in the Prius my bro was in the Prius Prius that was a that was a great victory lap Tom Green had on TRL when that got banned, right? Is that what happened?
1: Yeah, they got to a point where they're like, "All right, we're not doing this anymore. We're done." I learned that
0: on this podcast. What did you learn?
1: Um, I learned that the good time, the the bad times really don't last it does get better because if I look if talking about the stuff we've talked about all those really dark places most of them there's a few left we'll get to at some point um
0: but but it's hard to see the end when you're in it you know what I mean
1: well yeah I mean think about do you ever play E.T. on Atari
0: no we didn't you know we, we didn't have Atari
1: maybe he played it. You think I somewhere. went out
0: of my way to find the worst game? <laughs> Do you think I want to spend time falling down pits? Well,
1: you fall in that pit and you can't get it's hard to get out. But eventually you can get out and then you there, there there's another pit.
0: And then you get out and that was one of the later episodes. Even the Rose City, Portland, where you where we are recording from, even the Rose City smells like poo poo.
1: I've had a couple. I don't want to get out of bed days. I'm not gonna lie.
0: Yeah. And I
1: still sleep a lot, but I. I don't know. Like,
0: but you do that too long in this house, you get baby bombed. Yeah. That that's where we just drop our one year old into someone's lap or into their bed. We ask her first. We get we get we get the baby's consent. <laughs> They love it. It brings a smile to people's face sometimes. But yeah, that's what we do. That's what we do. Um, I learned that, uh, you know, sometimes being, sometimes family is just showing up. You know, when it matters. I learned that. You know, um... It's, it's okay that, you know, our relationship changes over time. But we're still always brothers. Sometimes it's been birthdays and special occasions. And, you know, sometimes we're sharing a room, sharing a house. But that, you know, always a brother. But, yeah, but you know, so family is showing up. You know, mom's showing up. You're showing up, helping It's great. But also, you know, that's kind of like showing up is in some ways the the least you can do, but it's still good. But, you know, trying trying to keep family present every day is something I've at first I was afraid of having all our family in the same place. But how do you feel about living in the same city with all of us again?
1: It's been amazing. I mean, I forgot how much it kept, like, I forgot how much this family keeps me going and how supportive everybody is and how great it is because have kind of been on our own scattered to the winds for the last 20 years and now we're all together again and in a healthy way and
0: uh we're they could be healthier. But we, we got the makings of a home gym.
1: Well yeah, well yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna be working out this winter, getting pumped up.
0: I get an elliptical down there. It's Ooh, gonna be hard. But not impossible.
1: Do you have weights?
0: One one thing at a time. We do. We already have some weights. Yeah? Yeah, we got some dumbbells. You start small, you know, otherwise we're going to we're gonna crash and burn.
1: But I I I just Yeah.
0: You just yeah. Sometimes you you just yeah. Families in the same city. It's nice um cuz we can help each other. Like today, it was like, you know, we need to paint a house. Well, we have a one-year-old. Well, mom's kind of burnt out, but if she's there with Brendo, Brendo can um, eat goldfish while mom chases Lil around. <laughs> That's what happens, right?
1: Well, when it's funny, Lil like when when I'm when 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 Rebecca's around, Lil gravitates to Rebecca. When mom is around. Lil gravitates to mom. Like, she'll, like, only want mom. Sometimes. it's her grandma. I mean, she plays with me still, and, like, but I'm not the main attraction at grandma's house. She's like, whatever, I don't care about you. The only time she cares about me at grandma's house is when I have food. She ate some of my roast beef today. That's how, she ate everything today. She was eating everything, and I'm like, you really want some of this roast beef? Like...
0: She's a monster. She's ate it. How dare you feed my Portland child red meat?
1: <laughs> she had pizza.
0: Oh my god! Come on. Okay. Well, I guess we're starting out bad, Dad. Early. What I mean by this is, you know, she's like a dog. She's like a badly trained dog. If you're, she has healthier foods, but she, she if you're eating something, she's gonna want to bite. And so she'll she'll get some if she's nice and uses her baby signs. It's just hard, man. Lately,
1: she hasn't been using her baby signs. She's got this. Well, line. that's up
0: to you to to correct.
1: Yeah, I've been trying to. I've got it. I got her to eat her eggs today. I was pretty proud of that. She wasn't eating them. She was throwing them around. I finally got her to eat Listen, them.
0: We don't. This is not a podcast about my one year old eating eggs. Although it can be i really good at, at cooking up one egg.
1: Well, that's another thing about family. It's been really fun being an uncle, and that's helped a lot. Yeah, I mean... She cheers me up. It's
0: like... When, it's one of those, like, oh, yeah, but, like... And it's hard right now, but our family circumstances necessitated you know, that I put someone else's needs before my needs, you know, cause I have a daughter and for a while for that week or so, um, you know, I went out with my bro. Um, but through being an uncle point being is like, you know, doing that, you know, you have to kind of put someone else before yourself, um, and doing something for, you know, that, that always has helped me when I'm feeling depressed when I was like unemployed I was like man I know all this crap about college admissions so I would you know reach out to like community colleges just be like just let me come and like talk to your student group about like all the secrets of higher education I know and it was felt great because I was like oh you know I did something with that stuff and you know, I went out of my way to try and find you know some like you know like underserved like DACA or, you know student groups. And I was like that was like when I was bumming on that that felt amazing. That's cool. And it was like a part of me was like, whew, am I just selfish? It's like is my selfish need of the good feeling that service brings me what drives me to service? And whatever gets me there, I think is acceptable.
1: Hey, whatever you got to do, and if you can help other people while you're doing it. Yeah.
0: Do that. Do more of that. So I learned, you know, that feels good. It's like yoga. It's like, I never want to do it, but I never regret doing it. A couple of times when I did hot yoga, I regretted it. You were like super into yoga for a while. Well, I was an actor. And all my friends, off, uh, really good, save me tens of thousands of dollars. They, they would go off to be like, uh, you know, study theater at like the Yale School of Drama or the Denver Center and be like, oh. Well, they're doing plays and like, oh well, at the Denver Center they do low flying trapeze. It's like, well, guess what? I live in Portland. I'm going to take a low flying trapeze class, or like they're all doing yoga. So I started doing yoga because like I was acting and it's like you need to be connected with your body, and so that was great. That's what you should be doing. So I feel I feel when I think about it that way. If Can I got do a
1: slips on a trapeze.
0: I can't do anything on trapeze anymore. This was literally a decade ago.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but the the coolest thing I could do is like it's it, you know it's a single point trapeze right. You could swing on it, but like it's it's not swinging. I was actually I love swinging. Stepped up kick turn is what you call it. It's so fun, um, but it's really hard on the shoulders. Um, but when I'm sitting, you picture someone sitting on the trapeze like they're sitting on it like the singing hippo. Yeah. You know or from like Moulin Rouge but then like you reach up and I would pull myself up and like kick my legs over so like I'm hanging upside down that's pretty
1: cool
0: I could do that wow and I have a Facebook picture I don't think I'm doing that in it but I got pics it did happen nice but anyway What did you learn about me?
1: Um, I learned that you've had your own battles with the big D. You don't really talk about. But you kind of talked about it on here. We just did. I I went to therapy and talked about it. I know, but I didn't even know that. Oh.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I had benefits, and it's like, well, it runs in my family, and... Definitely you know, you know, you you see, you see signs, you get depressed. It's the human condition, one might say. It's silly not to at least get checked out, especially if you have benefits. But
2: yeah.
0: Well I learned that they you know, I mean you already we already talked about it, but I mean about you, like I learned your... You're popular on social media. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're a great uncle. I mean, not that I doubted that, but... You know, when the only time that I've ever seen you spend with... Lily and the, the first time and only time before you moved up here... Was, was when you were on those like five intense meds at the same time. And I was like... Uh, was that... Was that all Brendan has to offer is it, is it uncle it was it was sad
1: Why? what do you mean
0: well because you were so not not present when you were on those um you know about a year ago and the way you are today even before even right when you got back but that was when you were off meds so things were on edge but even even as you've settled into what the meds are doing now, and as you know, it's going to change, and so it's not the last final, maybe, who knows, you know. But it's just night and day how much more present you are. And you know, like Keith would say, you know, like that old Brendo. Shout out to Keith again. Cooking stuff up. But yeah, I learned you have great friends. You always And you always, I never really worry about you too much because I know that you are such a good soul that you usually have good friends looking out for you that see kind of that light that you carry. So I learned that that, that, that's still a beacon, still one of your signature moves. Yeah. What would you call that quality that you have? I don't know. Friendly? Get your friendly shine?
1: Just a friendly guy? I try to be... I just talk to people. Some of my... Some of my best friends I've met... Because I just talk to strangers.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean...
1: I think of like like Keith. I met him at a wrestling show. I just started. I don't know who which of us talked to each other first, but we started talking. And we just really hit it off right away. And the next time I saw him at a, sh- I think, I I think I gave him my phone number that show because we because I told him I could get PWG tickets. And,
2: PWG Pro Wrestling
1: And so we started our for, for relationship just yeah. off of that.
0: Like, when I moved to Portland and started doing open mics ten years ago, I was like, some of the f- one of the first comedians to book me was this dude Scoot, who was like a fan of your podcast. So oh yeah, shout out to Scoot. He's funny as hell. He retired early. He, he he's a funny dude, but he's he was like really big early on. He's really big on Twitch, I think. So it's like is way better <laughs> um who's great um and then even like even you know you know almost 10 years later doing comedy you know there's a comedian whoa sorry Dr. Pepper um who hosted open mic was like oh I was at Wrestlemania and bumped into your brother
1: <laughs> that was wild it was uh,
0: yeah cause it's not like Wrestlemania is a small gathering
1: you also didn't you meet Will Wheaton at Ground Control and were like I'm Brendo's brother?
0: Yeah, like I mean I don't like I mean no I, no one wants to be like the because uh, you know especially with someone like that it's like just let the guy enjoy his pinball but I knew I was like oh well if I want to say hi to Will Wheaton all I gotta say is like oh I'm, I'm Brendan's brother <laughs> so yeah and he was like your brother's rad and I was like yeah. Well, I just want to thank you for being a good a good dude. And then I let him get back to his pinball. I did interrupt him mid-game.
1: Eee.
0: Whatever, it was worth it. What no, was he playing? You're worth a ball. I can't remember who he was playing. He was playing Star Trek. No.
1: They have Doctor Who pinball at Ground Control. God, oh.
0: rest in peace, video. Let's not talk about the future of our video Are game Are we ever going to be
1: able to go back there?
0: We got a basement, dude, and we're gonna, we're going to buy ground control. <laughs> I was thinking about it. if you could put one cabinet.
1: One cabinet. Well, you can get those multi cabinets now.
0: No, that doesn't that's dumb. I thought about, it. you know, I would get I would get and it's like, well, this is just a what if? I would get a a battle a battle royale Pac-Man. That would be pretty cool. I'd probably make one.
1: Well, you can get... So all you need is one machine. You're just going to spend like two grand. They're getting more expensive because CRTs are disappearing. Like, that's the thing. The monitors are getting more and more rare. So, like, you got to get on it as soon as possible if you're going to do it. Because CRTs are getting more and more.
0: It's going to wait for someone to start manufacturing them again. They'll get a flat screen.
1: Kind of like how vinyls resurrected yeah i mean but anyway patient um but then you, you then you can buy just the the boards that the games are on and you can swap out the boards yes i've seen the
0: documentaries i kn- i've i've seen wreck it ralph i but, know these things but they
1: have they even Thanks
0: have things for man thing video games to no, my bro the thing
1: that they do have that's cool that bro
0: splain me bro thinking about getting is it's like three hundred I'm done. I don't want it anymore. I'm getting pinball. I just asked you what would you get and you went on this tangent about how to build your own Neo Geo. I don't want that.
1: For, for three hundred bucks, you can get a thing that's just like a controller that hooks up to the TV and you plug the board right into it.
0: Nope. What would you get?
1: If I had could I get one machine period. One machine. WWF WrestleFest.
0: Nerd. What about Terminator Two? What about Crazy Taxi? What what about? Do you do you know what I think of when when people when when if when my grandchildren when Lil asked me, Daddy, what was the War on Drugs like for you in the eighties? I was like, All right, first off, I did. For me, it was just cartoons. It sucked, Um, and I became fascinated with gang culture. Um, but didn't fear it. Um, but uh, there was this video game uh, called NARC.
1: <laughs> you, where you'd like, where the gang, the, the bad guys threw needles at you and you could blow them up with the with the bazooka. You could, didn't, like, if you beat the,
0: I think I beat the game because I, that was like the one I latched onto at No Halloran's, like, it wasn't free play, it was Bucket of Token Day. Because mm-hmm. that's how they did it. Because the gun Control guys will tell you, switching everything on a free play is a task. So, at the token places, there's not. Here's the tokens. Go. Yeah. But yeah, I beat it.
1: What happened at the end?
0: It's like a, it's like a say no to drugs commercial.
1: <laughs> yeah. The whole purpose of that game was like anti-drugs. Drugs are bad. Does it, Ronald Reagan like come out? <laughs> I
0: thought I, I thought I was playing no, the that's bad dudes. I thought I was playing the video game edition of. Um, Scarface.
1: <laughs> it was great. I just remember that game was like crazy violent, and you could shoot dogs. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: And like, and he had that. There was a missile launcher, and it would like blow up the people. Yes, be, like, that's
0: what I remember. You could blow, anyway.
1: And, like your head would fly off and shit. But yeah, basement goals. If you could have one pinball, which pinball?
0: probably the magic one the magician one which one's that um it's called like the magic theater i think it's the one where it has like a rotated mystery box you can if you keep hitting the box you can that's like the key to like unlocking all the missions Hmm. it was like the first pinball game that i ever was like all right fine i'll play your stupid games um because it was easy to hit that box once you found that sweet spot
1: Oh man, that's the thing I want to miss most about living in Ukaipa is being so close to the Museum of Pinball. They open it up twice a year and they have like every pinball game ever made. It has like 800 pinball machines.
0: I saw that like on our drives over and over again. Yeah.
1: I went a few times. It's expensive. For like one day, it was like 50 bucks. But I got him free. But that's how you want to play pinball. You don't want to be paying, you
0: know, unless you're at a bar and you're, like, doing, like, the, like... Pinball floor, can only suck play. up. play. Yeah. So the only way I got into pinball was by being so, to quote my tattoo, Portland Famous. No, I, I gave donuts. I gave enough free donuts from the end of my ghost tours to the guys at Ground Control yeah, you know. to get, you know... To put on quarters. Or Or to get, like, passed into free play nights. Because I would go like at the very, very end of the night so it wasn't was even crowded. And I would just like be like, oh, I'm going to set a high score on that brand new um, Star Wars cabinet that you sit in and fly missions on. That was a cool one. And pinball. You don't have to worry about it. You can get really good at pinball.
1: I would say, I would say either Adam's Family. That one's hard. I got really good at it. I had it on my... PlayStation the thing's a bitch Yeah I got pretty good at it I could get like Halfway through Lighting up all the houses I did not like Indiana Jones Terminator 2
0: I did like The new Guardians of the Galaxy That was awesome
1: Some of the new ones Are cool Like They the, break a lot and the, Some of them Some of the band ones Are cool Like The Like um, Like Metallica and
0: AC/DC. I played that one but anyway, this is not a pinball podcast.
1: The new WW one is. It could be
0: Ghostbusters. Maybe that. I mean, this is chapter ten. Maybe that's where we'll go from there. Ghostbusters. They had that. that one's. That one's, Some of the missions are
1: fun. Well, but we, it'd be hard to have a. We'd have to soundproof the basement. If we had a pinball machine. It's the basement.
0: I don't think we're getting a pinball machine anytime soon. we to get the home gym done first. So you got rock-hard abs, then you can rock the flippers. Okay? Yeah. Oh well we, well, we did a bad dad already.
1: What about a rad dad? Well, um... My rad dad was... Uh... Was my rat dad? I had it. Now I forgot
0: it. I'm the dad. I'm
1: right. Oh, I like that you. Because I know like people that like put their kids in like a playpen or like fence off a little small tiny area for their kid, and you just kind of let little wander around.
0: That's why she gets a handful of paint sometimes. Yeah. I guess she's. We are not do that. We don't do that deliberately. We try and we try and. Well, I mean, she spends ninety percent of her life in this apartment.
1: Yeah, I like she wanders the whole apartment. She's, yeah,
0: she got she's a free range baby, and she's got you know three people who are never out of the house.
1: I mean, everything's baby proof, so it's not like it's dangerous. I don't know that that flat screen.
0: It could fall right on her head. We we'll have to get that secure.
1: Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Anyway.
0: um, my, my, I guess that's kind of related to my bad dad. Is like, I noticed that um, now that she's mobile, that uh, my, ah, she'll be fine, response has kind of gotten a little bit longer. It used to be like, she's never out of sight, <laughs> line of sight. <laughs> and now it's like, Well, you know, the kitchen's closed off, so... I'm gonna take a shower. I don't know. Does that make me a bad dad? I don't know. Uncle Brendo's here. He, He looks awake. But, yeah. So, I mean... We gotta wrap up the unmissing person and this is your final final thoughts, bro.
1: I just wanted to thank everybody that um has been chiming in and has said that the show just listening to the show has helped them. Um that means a lot and uh it's cool that and it's always like I think that's the thing that sucks so much about the stigma against mental health is I think talking about your mental health only, can only help. It only does good talking about it. And, but the stigma and, and the voices in your head tell you it's bad and, and, and that's a bunch of BS. Yeah, that's what makes it slippery. yeah. But there is like this, I mean especially growing up in the church where you're told you just need to pray more you know having that because I think about the years that I was in uh, at Bible college I, didn't, I wasn't on any drugs because I was basically like I don't need those even though I was suffering yeah it was rough
0: and you know and they're rough days still but better place
1: yeah, but um, but oh, uh, but I just uh, it's been great doing this with you, and I want to keep going, and I think it's been a lot of fun, and it's great having this outlet.
0: And I think it would have been more dramatic if you fired me at the end of this. And,
1: <laughs> and you know, we did we
0: did the ten, but I'm going. I'm um, you know gonna gonna fly solo from here on out. Maybe I'll get some guests to uh, zoom in. But yeah. I mean my my last thought I just really um I don't know it was it was pretty dark when you were off the grid for a bit but I remember kind of being disappointed as a brother that oh my goodness like he could be dead right now and I didn't feel it, you know Like the the way those G.I. Joe twins Tomox and Zemot, <laughs> You know, like if you punched one The other felt it or, or, you know, the way Luke and Leia You know, it's like Oh, he's He's hanging at the bottom of Of Cloud City Kind of a thing Um You know I had, I had that brother's hope Um And that was, um you know, I was, I was I was I was glad that I didn't feel a disturbance in the force, so that was cool. And I learned I I missed my bro, and it's good having you back. It's good having you back, bro. It's
1: good being back. Back streets
0: back. All right. You used to know those dances to some degree.
1: Well, Rui taught them to me. Rui and Andrew. We used to do them at the school dances. Oh,
0: man. Those, that could have been, I should have learned those. Yeah, learn the dances is my advice to the next generation. You know, I was i was too into swing dancing to pick up.
1: I took some swing dancing classes.
0: That's great. I took my first swing dance at a pride party. That was great. I got to both lead and follow.
1: I think Allison was in my swing. We did. I think I did a swing dance class with Allison after school. Oh yeah, yeah. Should have done that.
0: Oh yeah, man. That was um, that was a missing persons. What you um, watching this week?
1: Um, well, we blazed through the Queen's Gambit. Did you watch all of it? I finished it because I I fell asleep. I might have missed some ep- an episode like in between the one with the chess pieces going like, <laughs> but um, cause you, you like fell asleep sometime and what, but they'll let the whole thing played through. And so you probably tapped out around like episode five or six.
0: I saw through, I saw all of it. It huh. was great.
1: Well, It was really good. I mean, that the the I don't know the lady's name, but she's really good, and uh, it was just made chess. I
0: don't really... remember the chess player's name. that when you binge something, sometimes it's in and out. Well, her her name in, was Beth. Um, I liked the janitor.
1: Yeah, that guy was cool. And then he um,
0: was like the Hagrid,
1: the kid from uh, Love Actually. That's right
0: the Indiana Jones hat.
1: Yeah, he was like you think the, that
0: you think that was his way of saying like, "Hey, Shia LaBeouf, I should have been, <laughs> I should have been the next River Phoenix."
1: He was pretty good. It was just, it just made it. I can't believe I was so into chess. Like, I I've played chess a bit. I played on the computer.
0: I always had a a bone to pick with chess because one time when I was a wee lad, I was with my brother and dad at SeaWorld, southern San Diego, where they had a life-size chess. Oh, yeah. And as a young lad, I was probably like, I don't know, first or second grade-ish. Not very big. And they also had dominoes. I was probably playing with the dominoes. But they also had the life-size
1: chess. They had giant Dominoes, and this was in that
0: era where it was like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. So like big things were like a fad. It was cool. They also
1: had the giant map of the United States with like lakes, and it was like big, like found. So
0: you and Dad were probably nerding out on geography, and I, as like a a lower elementary school (laughs) child, got a little distracted. Next thing you know, I'm at the lost and found. Oh yeah, you got not because I lost something, but because I lost my dad and brother. And I had to sit in that lost and found for what felt like three hours.
1: Damn.
0: How long was it, though?
1: I don't know. It was a while.
0: Oh, I was saying it was 10 minutes. I was like, it was a while. I was, there were some tears.
1: It was at least 45 minutes. (laughs) That's a long time, man.
0: (laughs) But I survived. Why did we bring this up? I have no idea. But I, had, I had a thing. Talk about See, that, chess. That's how I got into chess. So that's why that was my gripe with chess is I blamed chess for getting me. And lost you were playing
1: with the giant chess pieces. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: The queen's gambit broke up my family. Have you been watching anything else? Um, I've been watching this guy on the internet.
1: <laughs> what guy?
0: This, uh, this life, life, life guru, this life coach type type fella, you know? And so I, I wanted to share some of his words with, with us so, for some inspiration.
2: If I take this opp- opportunity to say that if you're a seeing in this video, it means that um, you're, still, you're still alive. So, you can still, you know, uh, do stuff. So, you should just, you know, take a minute, let's go, eh, yeah, okay. There's, there's, there's a lot of craziness going on in my life, but I can deal with it. Because I'm still here. i got nothing else to do except deal with stuff, so i just just gonna deal with it. Okay, so have a super awesome day. Bye.
0: That's that's Rodney Norman, he's my new life coach.
1: Cool guy. Yeah man. How'd you find that?
0: Oh, uh, you know. The feed uh-huh. the feed is, is probably like an old viral video by by now. It was probably on TikTok uh, two years ago. Before it was TikTok. I don't know, it just really spoke to me. Because, you know, there's stuff to do, and, you know, we're still here. And we got a new president, but do we? And, you know, it's, maybe it'll get worse, but there's still going to be stuff to do. So I might as well, you know, love myself enough to keep going. And if I'm in the position to do so, to be like, hey, let me not be an asshole, let me help out.
1: I think that's great.
0: Yeah, I know it's great. That's why I said it. God. I read a book. What do you want, a medal for reading a book? I haven't read a book in like a year. Ooh, I know this book. I gave it to you.
1: Yeah, I read, I read uh,
0: Lovecraft Country in like four days. It's great because you can kind of skim through the stuff you already know.
1: I read the whole thing. It was, like, the same as the show, but also there were some things that were very different. Yeah. If that makes any sense. You know, like, people are always like, the book is always
0: better. I'm like, this is one where I'm like, I think the they're show, different.
1: I like them both. I like them both. I like the book a lot. The book was a good, but I like the show a lot, too. I thought the things that the show did. The book feels more like a show than the show. <laughs> I don't know where they came up. Like, if because I I I was like, if they didn't come up to get some of the stuff that they did on the show from the book, where did they come up with it? It's like, like the stuff with Hippolyta, where she, like she's like in space and all that. stuff. You had
0: to read the comics <sighs> that only exist in the world of the book. <laughs> I love it. I think it's great. Um, very timely. I mean, that's what it was. I mean, I think it was designed to be, but it was coming from a place of, you know, empathy and truth. I, I like I liked the storytelling. I like that it was directed uh, by a black woman. And I like that it's given the opportunity to possibly continue. And I heard she was attached to a, or she was one of those like, all right, if you could name your project, what would it be? And I think that doesn't mean it's in the works, but she was like, I would like to do it as like a 27 part series <laughs> I'm like letter. That sounds awesome. I guarantee you um, that you know some of, some of the, well, yeah, it's gonna have a lot more to say about you know the racism that, that was presented in, in it, which was always thought I thought was a good. I don't think it, the racism was good but I think it was good that at least brought he didn't ignore that
1: oh well, yeah he, he addressed that a lot in the book way more than in any of the film versions
0: yeah and I think like they could they could still take like three more steps closer to the book and people would be like now we're talking know, I'm like oh yeah so that's cool that'd be cool that'd be really cool did you like
1: the new movies?
0: I don't think I've seen the second one all the way through yet. Oh, man. I liked it a lot.
1: Bill Hader was great.
0: I love Bill Hader. i got to watch that. Maybe I'll watch that right now.
1: It's like three hours long.
0: Shut up. I need something to
1: procrastinate through. Yeah, aren't you supposed to be doing homework? That's right. This podcast
0: is over. How's your new class? We're working on it. It's been a wild time to focus on school. The grand scheme of things um, maybe could have waited till after we got the house situated. but the house it's an ongoing thing. It'll never be situated. That's what sucks about being a homeowner.
1: I can that's the thing I don't think I could deal with. It's the never-ending like it's the money pit of it all.
0: Yeah. No, no no, we're building equity. That's the mantra of homeownership. The way I see it is, like, you know, what's the best part about being home? It's like not paying rent, I guess, is cool for the first time. Because it, like, the last thing I would ever want to do is get bored at work and add up the amount of rent I've paid in my lifetime. That's Um, the last thing I would want to do. I don't want to do do
1: that. (laughs) That's a lot of money.
0: That might radicalize me and make me want to go take another rubber bullet or whatever they shot me with was.
1: I think there's still, like, a part of the bruise in there. Yeah, you talking about getting shot with a rubber bullet definitely is not making me want to go out. I mean, there's part of me the that wants to go out there and get in the shit, but then, I like, I don't want to get shot.
0: When you get in the shit, you
1: know, just try and love
0: someone. And if you can't love someone, um from six feet apart then maybe it just wasn't meant to be now's not the time well I mean it's always the time to protest and they always wear masks but yeah I'm going to continue to fight racism from the warm comfort of dismantling barriers to higher education and teaching credentials so that's what I'm working on
1: I need I don't have that I need my I I just want the world to know you
0: hear some of my calls sometimes I do directly address racism in the workplace and in
1: education yeah you do you're doing a lot of good work
0: oh thank god I can die a fucking happy man that someone else has praised the things I do for this country and I push a little boy out of a castle tower that's democracy, right? Isn't that a good metaphor for democracy? Jamie Lannister pushing Bran out of a tower so he could continue his incestuous relationship with capitalism. He's <laughs> like, oh, the Green New Deal? See you later. I'm going to continue to fuck this planet.
1: The planet... Yeah, we still gotta work on that. Yeah. Yeah, a lot to work on.
0: The planet in my metaphor is Cersei. <laughs> anyway,
1: is he ever gonna finish those books?
0: That's right. I forgot. <laughs> it's like been like a joke. Like he was taking too
1: long. He said he finished. He said he's Eight made a lot of ago. progress during COVID. I think. Hopefully, it wasn't oh, on getting COVID. God. I hope he doesn't get COVID.
0: Does he no, have any uh, sons that will continue to write his books like Kevin no. J. Herbert?
1: He, like, is a player. Last time I saw him at Comic-Con, he was with multiple ladies.
0: They were just trying to get him to tell them what happened in the next book. I've read the excerpts that have been published. I've heard those published. don't
1: count anymore.
0: Well, then his bonus. They're
1: not canon,
0: Great. Well, I forgot how, that. Well, how how
1: different are the books going to be from the show?
0: That's right. He has to retcon that. Is there still a zombie Mrs. Stark? Yes, in the books that exists. I'm sick of zombies, man. I'm tired of zombies. This thing came up. Is Death Becomes Her a zombie movie?
1: Are they zombies? They're not zombies. They don't they're never dead. Zombies are undead. What about at the very end, when they smash into pieces
0: at the steps and are still alive? But they're alive. They're never dead. So they're not reanimated? No. They wasn't. No, no. Did they kill them and they always had to bring them to the thing?
1: No. Yeah. They took the potion and they didn't die. I don't know. I think it's close. We it's saw that in the theater.
0: But... So they're they're undead. They're not undead. They're not
1: dead. They're they're alive. They're living.
0: They're going to be dead.
1: Yeah.
0: They're my favorite dead. thing
1: in that movie is Fat Kody with the eating the frosting. That was like probably one of the
0: first movies I saw that I really. That was a really good fat suit. That was a good fat suit.
1: Yeah. Oh
0: man, they put they. They put so many people into fat suits. Name name another one. Let's have a fat suit battle. Martin Lawrence. Okay. Eddie Murphy, if you're going that route. Uh. Ryan Reynolds. Tom Cruise. Courtney Cox. <laughs> uh,
1: Gwyneth Paltrow.
0: Oh, the guy that played Frank Sabaka. They gave him a they gave him a pad. Oh yeah, the, the Shallow How. Yeah. The, that movie's like canceled, it's so bad. Anyway, this podcast is not going out on a Shallow How reference. Save us, bro. How's it going out? What are we going to do next week? I'm glad
1: you asked. Um, we're going to talk about my brother and me and be
0: and B- B- e. That's right we're, uh, We got into a little bit of a child delinquency next, Special thanks to a, a neighborhood kid uh, We're going to be a little bit vague deliberately We're going to call him Farkas yeah. We'll just call him Farkas, <laughs> Farkas. If you want to find out How Farkas Got me involved in uh, Well yeah, burglary <laughs> I'll tell you, But you gotta tune in next time I was in first grade, you guys. It was first grade. Might say that's a bit young. Yes, it was. Tune in next week. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. That's what I just said. Love you, bro. We don't have to do this anymore. Okay. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. You. You're fine with not doing this part? No. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. Alright, maybe I am fine with not doing this part. This is getting weird. Love, love you, bro. bro. Put it in the can. Zzzz.